It's not the main quest, just a side adventure It's not with the whole gang, just one of them Not the main quest, just a side adventure Look, someone had to miss because they had some other stuff to do that day But this is what you get You get a one-on-one -on -one session with one of your favorite characters At least in the top five Maybe, well, I guess maybe the top six or seven by now, but... Back to the song. Not the main quest, just the side adventure. Sometimes you have to go off on your own. Outwalkers, side adventure. What's up everyone, I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers, and I'm so excited to share with you the final episode of Strange Magic. Brummelstone has been on a journey to regain his arcane power, and now, along with Claiborne and the Nomad, Brummelstone comes to the final leg of his journey. Let's just get right to it. Please enjoy Strange Magic Part 4. So he activates the cubic gate, it fires off, and you guys suddenly find yourself back in the city of Corsetto on Rolanus. And uh, he's looking at the cube and Claiborne's like, where's this? Where are we at? He goes, hold on, hold on. Activates it. You guys disappear again. And then you reappear. Like your, your, your vision just kind of goes and you have like that familiar just as you gain your vision back, you look down to find yourself in the middle of a teleportation circle. It's a series of runes, much like the same one that you found on Gideon's ship. Uh, the teleportation circle is on a wooden platform near the edge of the cliff. Below your platform, you see the city stretches below you alongside the cliff. Buildings are built on naturally extruding stonework. Rope and pulley systems help the citizens of the city move vertically throughout Cornerstone. What catches your eye, however, are the people who brazenly jump off the cliffside only to be caught by their hang gliders. Atop the hang gliders are glowing crystals that seem to give them the lift they need to quickly travel up and down the city. Past Cornerstone, there is only empty sky as far as you can see below you. This would seem to be the end of the planet if not for the frozen, broken, large land masses anchored into the air far away from here. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's um, a couple uh, small buildings up here, including a uh, general store and a weapon shop. And then there is a lift nearby that you'll have to take. So you can pop in and um, there is a, a couple of guys who are sitting next to the teleportation circle. Uh, one of them is a halfling and the other one is he looks like a human, but there's something kind of off about him. And when you pop in, they both uh, stand up and are like, "Whoa, hey, welcome to Cornerstone. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Uh, anything you need help with? And the nomad kind of walks by, and he's like, "No, we're 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 well acquainted with this uh the city." And they go, "Oh, great!" And they sit back down and kind of half nod off again. And uh, he quickly walks you over to the weapon store. And as soon as he walks in, um, you almost don't even have time for a description of the store. He walks in, um, quickly 
brings someone uh, to the countertop. Um, says she usually uses she works in short bow. She got a short bow. It's like, uh, yeah. It's um, and he's like, okay, great, great. Give her the price. She takes the price. It's, boom, boom, boom. He just makes the transaction happen as fast as possible, and then before you know it, you're back out of the store. Nice. He says, I'll be nearby. Let me know when you're ready. You're going to have to look for the elemental stones. They're in a vein somewhere along the side of the cliff, but who I obviously they're not going to tell us easily where it is. So uh, work your magic. And he winks at you and then he winks at Claiborne because it's a kind of a double pun. Uh, you know, I am a, a former miner, so, you know, I feel like this is. Kind of up my alley. Maybe I should be able to find and figure out these veins things, hopefully. You walk over to the lift, and uh, there is a uh, hearty female dwarf who looks up at you. Well, not looks up at you. She looks up at Claiborne, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, obviously wearing miner's gear, but she's well-kept. She doesn't look like she's uh, seen much time in the mines today. And she looks up at you, and she says, well, welcome to Cornerstone. Anything I can help you with? Uh, where's a good place to get a drink around here? Oh, man. Uh, Whisper's End is a great place to get a drink. That's my personal favorite. Then, uh, give us directions to Whisper's End. I'll do you one better. I'll lead you there. And you, you step on the platform, she'll lower you down. Yeah. And so, yeah, with a series of ropes and pulleys, she slowly works your way down. Um, you guys go down about like a hundred feet and you can, yeah, this city really is truly built all along the side of this cliff. So one wrong move and you get to play a whole new character. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I almost was eaten by a dragon. Destroyed <laughs> by a demigod swamp monster. But you make your way down and she leads you over a couple platforms. Every now and then she has to take another pulley. But eventually, um, it's a fine establishment. Like most of the buildings in Cornerstone, it's um, elongated. It's like a double hallway's worth of uh, space in terms of walking room in this bar. The bar stretches all along the side. Like, there's no, like, bar and then tables. You're either at the bar or you're outside. (laughs) Nice. So you walk in. They have a huge mirror behind them, a whole bunch of empty clean glasses hanging from the ceilings, and um, an excitable but uh, elderly gentleman. With a uh, great beard, like it's a beard that uh, any dwarf would respect. Nice. Uh, well groomed, well kept, um, but he has this um, mildly fantastic unibrow of white hair. <laughs> and as you walk in, he's like, "Morning, you two. Morning. Can I have a drink? Uh, that's all I do here." And uh, he takes your orders, serves you up. And then he leans forward and he's like, always like to know what someone's doing here in our town. What are you up to? Just heard about the town on the side of the cliffs. Had to get take a getaway from life, you know. Come on out where here. Are you, where are you from? Uh, you know, the bigger cities far away. Oh, yeah? Which one? I know a little traveling. And Claiborne's like, my friend here is not great at small talk, as most dwarves aren't. But I think... <laughs> really talking he... to me about honey. Really talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do think that he might have a question for you. And she kind of dodges out of the way. Because if you don't remember, she is not a talkative person. Like, people oh, know yeah. who she is, apparently. But, like, she does not hold herself as any sort of celebrity. She doesn't use that kind of muscle. <laughs> You know, I used to do some mining myself, and I've heard 
stories about these mines, and I wanted to kind of check them out for myself. Mm-hmm. You looking for some work? You've got some work? I mean, I don't. I mean, I sling brew, but uh, I could get you in talks with the foreman. How soon can we do that? Well, let me see what my other customers are looking like. Looks around. Well, we should probably get going. Benson will uh, want to talk to you right away. Sounds good. He's like, you looking for work too? And she's like, yeah, I like to, um, I like to crack rocks. Um, I like to make, I like to get rid of them and I like to break them. Yep. She's and looking for when work. I break them, I get rid of them real fast. I mean, like I can break them and then chuck them. And I mean, it must be nice for here. You guys to just chuck them right over the side. Right. And he's like, uh, she's a little new. We're, she's a trainee. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what he needs. And um, he leads you outside of the bar and just closes the bar up. <laughs> nice. He knows the pulleys. Like, anyone that lives here, you're going to find out fast, knows the pulley system. So, where did we leave the nomad? Up top. He kind of just wandered off into a field. All right. So, um, he takes you down a couple more uh, what they call levels. Uh, you find out that the whole city is kind of sectioned off into levels. And so, he takes you into the uh, mining district. And once he gets down there, he's looking around and you can see someone, he's got about three or four carts around him and he's got a couple guys talking about a situation and he's looking at the different ores they've pulled up and stuff. And uh, he's like, ah, it's almost not even worth our time compared to, hey, what's going on over there, uh, Jenkins? And the bartender walks over and he says, his name's apparently Jenkins. And he says, Benson, I want to introduce you to two uh, folks who've come in around here and they're looking for some work. And he's like, all right, takes a few steps forward. Why are you looking for work? I find the reason that you want money usually outweighs which anything else I can ask you. Do we find ourselves in the city? We want to work. I used to work in a mine back home. Where at? It was a far away. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's a small place. And Claiborne kind of like looks at you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> she wants to tell you something, but she she can't tell you in front of him. Yeah. Uh, give me an intelligence check. There are no other mines. Oh, no. <laughs> 14 plus 17. That's good. That's really good. Um, You realize you keep saying this, but you live on a planet of mass transport. That's true. <laughs> so you're like, oh, far and you've ever traveled, I'm sure. Um, I take trains myself, son. <laughs> but he doesn't say that, but he's like, well, well, well try me. She's like, look, we're a young couple. Our, my brotherhood didn't approve. <laughs> and Claiborne kind of scoffs, like, I don't know, you gave the ring back. <laughs> she kind of chuckles. <laughs> oh, I was because like, you oh, You're in it. desperate need of work. I see what's going on here. Tell you what, come back next week. Find yourself a place to settle down and get used to the area. Uh, you keep your rep up. I check around town. I like what I hear. Sure, I'll put you somewhere. See what you got. I, I got to start work today. I don't even have money for a place. Oh, well, you know what? I'll talk to someone. I'll get you a place. Don't worry about that. I understand how that goes. You're coming to a new town. Got nothing on you. Call it um an advance. Please just, just, just let me work. Why? I, I like the mines. All right, real deception. Well, I mean, like... 
Why? Wait, 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 what's up? Yeah, uh, Rubblestone does like the mines. Like, well, I know, but like, that's home. not why you're asking him, is that's it? That's true. <laughs> yes. That's true. So. <laughs> yeah, well, you would just, you know, like, if that, so the flourish of it, I guess, is like, Rumblestone would say, like, I like the, you know, I like the mines. They remind me of home, you know, like, and the dwarfs I used to live with, you know. So, ooh, that did not go well. Uh, seven. He's like, ah. No, no, you're too eager. You might make a mistake, but you can tell that he he's suspicious. He's just trying to find words to wrap it up. And he's like, I don't know. Why don't you go take a rest somewhere and come back? Like I said, a couple of days, come back next week, Tuesday. Dude, just let me, let me do what was <laughs> the most harmless task that I cannot make a mistake at? What is the task? No one wants to be done. Apparently not working. And Claiborne kind of turns her back to him and she looks at you and she's like, can we just start fighting now? <laughs> How many people are around? Three. Oh, man. I mean, we do. Oh, we are wielding like a great axe and a fire staff, <laughs> like pretty openly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this. I just like don't know. I mean, like, I feel like, yeah, Fremel's done at this point. He's just tired. And he tried to be nice. <laughs> He's so tired. He's just so tired. And he tried to be nice. He tried to, like, weasel his way in, and he is like... Because <laughs> he's still I'm from real far away. He just came in from real far away. Or tried, Rumblestone tried his best to lie. It's, uh, it's kind of cute, like... Yeah. Like, imagine using it in real life. It's like, hey, I've been rocking around the U.S. for a little bit now. Oh, yeah? Where are you from? Oh, no place you'd ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, um... <laughs> this is a dumb he's like i just got to get out of here at this point so he would like turn around and he would go and grab the sleep spell and he would just say like what you got a contract already yeah and he would read it off all right <laughs> 28 that's all of them i'll tell you what <sighs> cracks his back and goes to sleep and just lays down right in the ground all right. Um, so when we walked up, I remember we heard one of the mines said, like, can we tell where the miners were coming from? What Benton said, like, that doesn't so measure. So in to- this area, yeah, what it is is they have tracks. This is the start of the mining district. So there are tracks. Like, they actually anchor the carts to the tracks. Okay. And then trigger something, and they just... They might have a little bit of a steam tick steam tech built into the carts ah. so that's pretty interesting to you possibly because i mean they have a teleportation circle up top they have wind crystals and they have steam tech so then yeah so kind of i guess brummelstone's like familiarance with mines would let him think that someone would have a map somewhere and he would try to find and decipher which one is probably our most likely suspect yep. so give me an intelligence check I could go with investigation. You can do investigation if you want. A total of nine. <laughs> um, nothing. So you look at the map, and it's got it's got a whole bunch of entrances to caves, but you don't know which Man. ones. This is like, all right. And uh, Claiborne's like, well, no, I got some experience with maps. Maybe I don't understand all this stuff, but help me out with this. Let me see if I can figure it out. Okay. Can I give her advantage in any way? Yep. Okay. All right, so she's taking a look at it, and she's looking at the tracks, and she's stepping back, and she's looking down, trying to trace, and she's like, right here, 
and she points at a uh, spot that is marked on the map, but she tries to kind of help you lean over the edge to see that there's nothing on the map, but there's a track that leads there. Mm. Good eye. We have our way, then. Let's go. You didn't, perchance, learn how to use these uh, carts, did you? I did not. <laughs> that was insensitive of me, sorry. <laughs> um, nope, you've been through a lot today. I feel like you can be in, as incensed as you need to be. <laughs> All right, then. And she walks over, and she's going to try to climb down the, uh, what's it called? She's good. She gets all the way down there. Oh, my gosh. So I need to make a climb check. So she just, yeah, she like grabs onto the tracks and slowly lowers herself down. Sometimes she's lowering herself down. Sometimes she's going sideways. It's a long trip, but uh, she gets all the way down there. So now I have to try. It's up to you. If I fail, will I fall off into the nether regions? Uh, um, Depends on how bad you roll and stuff like that. But Is this a saving throw? <laughs> Nope, this is a strength check. It's uh, athletics. Athletics. I'll take this die that's roll a little better for me. All right, 19 plus 2, 21. Oh, wow, you're good. Um, So you slowly <laughs> That somehow was climb. one of the more scary rolls, too. I was just like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to die. Just on a climbing. <laughs> yeah, you climb all the way down, slowly but surely. And uh, you find yourself in front of the cave entrance, or the mine entrance. This is, you ready? Yeah. Cool. And she looks around, she grabs a bag. <laughs> Let's load up. You begin making your way through the tunnels. Give me some kind of check, um, investigation, to see if you can find your way through the tunnels. Eleven. All right. So, yeah, you feel like you can kind of check the walls and see where new work's been done, and you kind of get an idea for how the cave's been carved out. And it, you know, you take your time, but you find your way through the mines. You continue to go deeper and deeper into the mines, and then deep in the caverns, surrounded by embedded rocks glowing with elemental intensity. Like, as soon as you get into that area, there was nothing, and then suddenly just glows of, like, purple and kind of like this, like, off-white and red and this kind of uh, orangish pulsating glow, right? You turn around the corner, and you see... Those kind of stones glowing with elemental intensity. There's no mistake. You've seen these before. You know exactly what you're looking at. They're embedded all along the walls. And in the center is a man with intense black eyes that seem to simmer behind thick lensed glasses. He stands with purpose, carrying himself with prose and poetry. He's draped in a long robe made of black feathers. His fingernails are long and sharp, looking more like talons than anything else. As he concentrates, the glow of the stones become more intense. A moment later, they begin to crack. He looks up at you and uh, turns his head. He says, I am. Hmm, what are you doing down here? You don't look like a miner. What are you doing down here? I assure you I'm quite old, thank you. <laughs> I look over at Claiborne and would be like, I don't get it. She's kind of got her hand like half drawn to the bow. and She's like, what are you doing down here? And he just kind of laughs. He says, I um." When I, I heard some calls for help, and I thought I would come down here and see what's going on. And she's like, calls for help? And he's like, I understand that you can't hear it. And she's like insulted. She's like, oh, what? No. Um, oh, he's the elemental stones are calling him. He says, I would much rather you make your leave now. Look, I'm sorry, buddy. We came for those 
and he looks back. He says, you came for these. What possible use could you have for these? It sounds like a more noble use than what you have for them. That's peculiar. What could you have deduced from my involvement with these stones from merely a glance? Are you a druid? I don't like to brag. I think I know enough. He takes a step back. He's excuse me. What do you mean by that? And kind of like raises, he raises an eyebrow and he's like, you're obviously not from around here. I hear you destroy the innocents. And Claiborne's like, it's true. They do. They're like, they're really bad people. And he again takes a step back and he's like, I, you have me at disadvantage. I, you seem to know much about me, but I don't know anything about you. Who, who are you? What? Can I ask you, what, what could you be doing with these stones that is more important than what I plan to do with these stones? Since you've already figured out what I do with these stones, I have to admit, uh, I'm no nowhere near the detective that you uh, clearly are, so I have not deduced what you intended with these stones. It's not important. Well, you're creating a lot of barriers for this conversation, I'm afraid. I'm asking you to leave. I've had a long day, and I have things that are more important than this. Let me get the stones and go. I find that highly unfair. Um, I was here first, and if you don't even want to have a civil discussion about it, and what, after well, all, what civilization is, your is... I'm merely asking you what you'd like to do with these stones that makes your needs more important than mine. I'll secede. I'll cede to those discussions if they have any sort of merit to them. Look... All I want to do is save the world. Save all of the worlds. And he kind of breathes there like a sigh of relief, and he's like, oh, thank you. Then we have a common goal. I, too, want to save the world. I Forgive me, I, I, I don't like to admit this by myself, but I, I, I thought you were like the other dwarves, here only for riches. With no concern about the call, the true cost of these gains. So I apologize. What may I ask you? What is your quest? The world is surrounded in nightmares, and I wish to push them back. I wish to bring back the dreams of the kingdom. Stand aside. Let me gather these stones, and let me be on my way. I have to admit, you have me greatly intrigued. I uh, am in favor of all of these notions. I'm, I truly want to know how I can help with this endeavor. What, how will these elemental stones help you with this? It's enough that I've told you. I am tired and I would like the stones. You can choose now to help me save the worlds, or you can choose not to. And I'm sorry, and it is unfair. This is true. For I know not your goals and your purpose. I know what I've heard of you. And what, what I've heard have you of heard you is of, me? of unkind things of your kind, and I'm sorry that sounds rude I do not like someone who goes around destroying the innocents and that's what it sounds like some of the people who claim the same title as you have done and he kind of smiles he says well that is where you're wrong unfortunately uh, I have taken no innocent life and his eyes kind of narrow I find people who place a word in front of life such as innocent to have a thin definition of innocent. Your word, not mine. You've brought it up multiple times so far. You, you turn around and you see that Claiborne has her bow drawn. 
and as soon as you notice it, he's like, I've been trying to ignore that. I don't want another fight. I fought too much, and I have too many more fights to go. Please just let us have the stones and leave. I had my hope. When you first entered, I feared that you were a common adventurer, drunk on your own power, absolutely convinced of your nobility and your worthiness. And then as you spoke, I thought that maybe perchance I had come across an ally, somebody who I could share with and reach out to. I've I've not had... I, I have uh, what you would call work buddies, if you will. I have not, for a long, long time, not had the friendship, companionship, then he kind of lets this go for a little too long. He says, or the family that I would so desperately wish to have. My my path led me somewhere else, and it sounded as if I had somebody who could understand those things. But what it sounds like instead is that you are exactly what I feared you were in the beginning. An adventurer convinced of their own importance coming down to take what they want without explaining themselves. And that's a harsh reality to deal with. I I shouldn't have been so foolish. And he throws his hands out and I need to roll initiative. I got a four. First round, Clayborn. She fires off four arrows in rapid succession and each time he just kind of stands there and moves out of the way of a couple, and the last one kind of creates a thunk into his shoulder, as if it hit tree bark. His turn. He pulls a uh, piece of wood off his side, grasps it firmly, and then you watch it stretch out and take the form of a gnarly, almost dangerous-looking twisted uh, bit of wood. It forms like a full staff. And then he's holding that staff and he kind of takes a defensive pose, but his other hand he puts back and he's concentrating and one of the stones breaks. A fire elemental <laughs> rips out of the stone. Rumble stone, your turn. I had hoping you would just walk away without the stones. I'm sorry. Um, and then I will attempt to cast sleep. Check. 15. That does not put him to sleep. Well, right, 5d8 to see how many creatures I can sleep. Sorry. It's the number of hit points the spell can affect. Yeah, so it that spell kind of wraps around him and he just kind of laughs and he's like, hmm, no, there's no way I could sleep through this. Uh, new round. Claiborne's like, well, then sleep through this. And she fires off more. Um, so two more arrows uh, get past the wood that keeps kind of trying to form around them. Okay. And he looks like he actually felt those a little bit. The uh, fire elemental that's finished ripping itself out of the stone rushes forward towards you. Its arms form into kind of like almost like fire whips. And it lashes at you twice, but you dodge each one. His turn. You watch as um, he's got one hand focusing on the back end still. But his other hand uh, lightly touches his own shoulder. And you watch all of his wounds uh, heal up. And then he just kind of smiles as that happens. Um, But the magic kind of glows around him still. Like, it healed him, but it's still there. Rumblestone. Uh, Thunder Wave. It failed. 
Yeah, so it blazes this huge clap of thunder, and then you watch as it gets blown back about, was it 10 feet? Um, it's a new brown, Claiborne. She sees that elemental trying to come back at you, and she opens fire on that instead. So she unloads, but she's kind of forgotten that she's using a regular bow. These arrows kind of whiff through it. They still hurt it a little bit, but they're nowhere near as effective, and she kind of sighs and pulls out her axe instead that you gave her. It rushes forward and lands two attacks on you, it just slashes into you with uh, fiery whips again. Nine damage. I'm sure though now another one's coming. Right, so he focuses and he kind of throws his hand forward, closes his fist, and then it feels like he's, it looks like he's ripping something out that you can't see, and another stone shatters, and instead of a fire elemental, out of this stone that shatters and falls to the ground, this kind of like weird gas or steam fills the area up. And he looks at you and he's like, do you see? Do you see what civilization has wrought? It's even taken its toll on the elemental steam. And he's, he's furious at it. He's like, this is not nature's way. And he sends that elemental at you, but it, it's not his turn. So just know it's coming for you. Brummel Stone, your turn. I'll cast Wall of Fire around him, ideally in between, like, I would want the one-foot wall between him and the stones, so that, like, mm-hmm. and then, so, and then I can do the flames on the inside, so anyone within those five feet would get hurt. So it's essentially a way of pinning him, is my thought. Alright, so you form the wall around him and kind of on him? Yeah. 20 damage. Okay, yeah, so you thrust your staff forward, huge eruption of flame comes all around. Um, You catch the steam elemental and uh, the druid in the path of this fire. Around uh, Claiborne, she's like, what do we do? And she looks, she's trying to look for a shot in there. She runs forward, and as she swings the axe, there's kind of a glow to it, and it is successfully connecting with the fire elemental, just slashing away, tearing just like vitality off of it. The steam elemental is going to rise above the flames and then race forward and then try to crash into uh, Claiborne. She, as soon as she hears that whirlwind kind of kick up that when the steam pour over, she watches it come and at the last second she jumps out of the way and then ducks underneath it and dodges both attacks. Fire Elemental, he just moves into Claiborne's space and stays there. Did I get a attack if he moves past me? Oh, yeah, you do. I got it. I rolled a three. Oh, gosh. So it, it stops on her and lets itself just engulf her, and you watch as she's caught on fire. You can hear the druid laugh, and then you hear, like, the tumbling and churning of stone, and then you watch as he rises out of stone right next to you. Like, he rises up, he cracks you across the face with uh, that staff for uh, nine damage. And then he stretches his hand out, and you can watch as more stones start to crack. Your turn, Brummel Stone. Um, I really don't like this dude. I guess I'll just do some magic missile to him. Nine. Yeah, you unravel a scroll, quickly read from it, and then, like, let your hands fly back as it bursts into magic missiles and slam into them one after the other. And you round. Claiborne is, uh, 
on fire. And so you can hear her trying to stifle a scream. You can watch her like furiously kind of start carving her way out of the fire elemental. The blade is glowing and reacting to the crash of the fire elemental. And slowly but surely that fire elemental's fire is dwindling. Steam elemental. It's going to turn its attention towards you. It lands one hit for 13 damage. Alright, the fire elemental kind of expands and then crashes on Claiborne. Deals some more damage to her while she continues to burn. The druid, his arm kind of forms into solid stone and he crashes his staff against you for three damage. But it also, so it slams you, like it kind of lifts you up and slams you away from him. You crash across the other side of the tunnel and you crash into a wall and some of the stone breaks and you slump down and you're almost passed out. And as you try to fumble around and pick yourself up, your hand reaches over and finds a loose stone. The moment you touch it, that stone starts to pulsate with a huge orangish yellowish glow. And then the light pours and fills the mine. And then you hear like this explosion of rock at first, you think that he's summoned another Earth Elemental. You think that he's summoned some sort of um, rocky-like creature uh, as this bulky mass, uh, its arms rip out of the wall and then rip the wall apart as it pulls itself out. And then it's kind of got like this like smaller mass and then a large, chunkier shoulder mass with these two arms. And it's walking, it's going to walk on its arms. And as it comes out, the stone breaks apart into a crack and it does this kind of weird silent scream. And then you can hear just stone grinding, right? But it's not stone. You think that it's gonna be stone. You're waiting for it. It's the screeching and grinding of metal. The thing that comes out of there is not made of stone or rock or anything else you normally find here. <laughs> the stone that you're holding, you look over and you realize it's an elemental stone. The yellow and orangish light is the summoning light that pours out of it. And the thing that just came out of the wall is a metal elemental. And then it pours out and it looks down at you and then it's walking on its arms and then it stations itself in front of you. This metal monstrosity seems to be taking a defensive stance in front of you. And while you're holding the stone, you feel a sort of a odd sort of connection and it's ready to make a move, but it's waiting for you to tell it what that move is and you instinctively know that. I would get it to attack the guy summoning. You shout something out, and Claiborne turns and looks at you confused because she can't understand what you're saying, but you shout for it to attack the druid, and it charges forward. You can hear metal crashing in stone as it rushes forward, crashes in and like brings it, like it, it's, it leans on one fist as it brings its other fist into its gut and smashes it. New round, Claiborne's like, She's confused, but she sees what it's doing, and she's on fire, so she doesn't have time to do the math on that. And she takes more damage as she continues to burn, but she carves her way out with your axe out of the fire elemental. Like the last of the magic of the, uh, the magic of the axe helps disperse the last of the fire elemental. That me metallic creature that came out, it had like a an initial round to kind of introduce itself, if you will. But now this is its actual initiative turn. It's right after Claiborne, so what do you want to do? Part of me wants it to come back and take a defensive stance. So 
for that. I can cast Fireball. The moment, you, the moment you think that, it just kind of nods at you. And it wants you to trust it. Okay, well, I will I will do both. <laughs> can All I right. do both? <laughs> yep. Yeah, so you think you think about that, but then you, you tell him to attack. Yeah, it, I, you know, yeah, I guess it would be like attack but defend me at the same time. You don't have that's the thing is you don't have to say the second part. No oh, nice. The second part's implied somehow. So it again, it kind of like it rolls back on its back and then it thrusts both arms forward for a massive smash. And then it's kind of fine it rolls over and picks itself up again. And it could go either way. Like it looks like it has the move the movement to do what it wants. The steam elemental rushes forward and tries to crash into it. It tries to like blow it apart essentially and it's having no effect. Meanwhile the druid is he's like, how are you doing that? How how are you calling it forth? And he looks furious. He gets mad and he he holds the staff forward and it bursts into flames and then takes the form of a fiery blade and then he kind of gives it a couple twirls around him. He says, I don't know how you can do it, but I know how I can stop both of you. And he gets ready for a charge. Uh, your turn, Frostone. Uh, yeah, I will use... Can I use my, my healing? That's an action, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Would I like to use half my hit dice? 15. You have the stone in your hand still. Even if you wanted to let go of it you don't know how you would let go of it like it feels like it's part of your hand and you stand up you take a breath and you center yourself and you kind of get a little bit of your vigor back some of your stamina returns to you i like to imagine uh, yeah like the stone feels a bit like an orb so it slides easily into his hand and it's like rumblestone remembers this feeling and it's that that gives him that like pick me up and he's just like and he's used to Roborto fighting for him. And so, like, here is this other, like, giant robot. So then Claiborne, while still on fire, she doesn't she, she doesn't have time to, to put herself out. Like, she realized this battle could turn even worse at any second. And so while she's on fire, she's kind of, you see her wincing through the pain, trying to hold on. And she rushes forward, and um, she's... The fire is distracting. She's not getting all the hits in that she wants, but she lands a few blows against uh, the druid, and it's getting worse for wear. It is now the metal creature's turn. So yeah, I tell him like, rip him in two. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it and it tries to. When you say that, it grabs both of his arms and tries to pull his arms off. <laughs> I love um, this little guy. Like it takes it like exactly what you what you say. Does some good damage to him. The uh, steam elemental is trying to take care of Claiborne now. It slams twice into her as like this hot steam pours all over her and tries to burn her up even more. And it does, like it, but it puts the fire out too. But she's she's not looking great. Finally, uh, the the druid takes a look at you and he rushes past. Uh, he goes on the uh, on the opposite side of Claiborne essentially, so she can't get an opportunity attack. He pulls away from her somehow, like he has like this kind of grace and speed that lets him get out of her range really quick. And then he takes off towards you, right? So he rushes forward and he brings his blade up and it kind of explodes in fire. As he comes to crash it down, that uh, that metallic creature that's been working with you, uh-huh. it falls apart and all of its metal pieces rumble past him and form up in this kind of wall and the metal clashes against the wall 
and it never even gets close to you. And then the wall kind of deconstructs and stands over him. Almost on your turn. All right. I'll do my best to drop him with a magic missile. Read from the scroll. Thirteen. You once again let loose a volley of magic missiles. They rip themselves off the page that you were holding. The scroll disintegrates, and they slam into him over and over again. And then he stares at you, and he's getting ready to say something, and he doesn't. He closes his mouth. There's an explosion of black feathers everywhere. It totally masks your vision. And then when the black feathers disappear, you find this kind of a larger than normal crow. And it's kind of a surrounded in this kind of green natural energy. And it stares at you. And the thing that you notice mo- most are the black talons that come off of its claws, uh, uh, you know, off of its feet. And it does two quick uh, beats of its wings, and it takes off faster than you could imagine. And leaves behind like a trail of feathers. And the other elementals just kind of disperse. Just and then that large metallic one looks at you. And you think it's looking at you. I don't know. It kind of turns around and seems like it's bringing its attention towards you. It grabs the hand that's holding your stone and it puts it to your heart and it puts its hand over the stone and your hand and your heart and it kind of nods to you. And then there's an explosion of uh, that same orangish yellow light and the, it all pours into the stone, but it has to go through your hand first. Yeah. You know, Bramble Stone would look at it and say, Thank you. And then he would go over and see if Claiborne was all right. Claiborne finally has a chance to like work on putting herself out. Yeah, Brummel's not going to come over and help yeah, too yeah. at that point. She's breathing heavy and she's like, What were you doing? What were you. You were. How did you do that? I think. I think I found my new orb. And she says, Well, that's, that's great, but. And as she she turns around to start putting stones into the bag, she's like, but every time you talked, it sounded like you were grinding metal. Where I'm from, we use the elemental stones to make people like my brother, the forge. Here it seems your elemental stones create beings, and I guess we are linked somehow. He would be like kind of flipping the metal stone around in his hand. I can understand him, and he can understand me. All right. Well, you know what that means? need to get the rest and go. Yeah, and she throws you a bag. Yeah. (laughs) So you pluck a fair share. You pluck about 30 of these stones out of here. As you try to find your way out, you're kind of more relaxed this time. So you're not really trying to find your way out the way you were, like, carefully studying everything with tensions high. So you kind of get lost a little bit. And as you go down the wrong tunnel, that's when you find a tunnel full of miners. Their bodies were thrown in here haphazardly. All of them have been killed. They're covered in either claw marks or bruises, as if they were beaten by a staff. Innocent life. And Claiborne's like, Druids don't believe that anyone who lives in civilization is innocent. I gathered that. And she turns around and you guys make your way out. Once you guys get out of there, Claiborne's like, I don't know how we can climb with all this stuff. Can you just teleport us up top? 
I don't think I concentrated enough. Could I do that? But you can like, see it right there. She points at it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. If I could, <laughs> I didn't realize I could see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then I would use the teleportation scroll and I would night crawler. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, the scroll explodes in the same energy that you do as you suddenly find yourself up top. Are they still asleep is the best part. So, stealth checks, and there will be no problems here. Well, I have my boots of elven kind on. You still. do. If he could, he would write a note that would explain what happened. <laughs> would just be, yeah, like, I, I guess on the back of the map was like, look, we were adventurers. We were trying to get these stones that were great power. So we're a druid. We ran into him. I'm sorry for the loss of your comrades. But no, it was this druid covered in black feathers. Again, sorry. We defended the mine as best we could. We didn't see them till afterwards, you know. Have a great day. I hope your sleep was okay. <laughs> also, I don't need that job, but thanks for the offer. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, 17. You're good. So you guys creep along the way. You walk a little bit further into the uh, plains. And you see the nomad who's kind of... Looks like he's at home walking through the grass. And then he turns around and... Breathes a sigh of relief, comes to you guys, and you, you're waiting for him to make a, 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 a jab at the crystals or whatever, but he just places his hands on both your shoulders. He's like, I'm really glad to see you guys. I'm glad we were able to get these. Please sell them cautiously. Absolutely. He just kind of shakes his head at you. He's like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> How about I sell them off-world? How's that? That's, I guess that's better than selling them to druids. Fair deal. I get a much better price that way. And Claiborne says, I've been thinking, I know you have to get back, but I have another idea. What's that? And she points at you and puts her finger in your chest. She's like, you need to learn how to use this, don't you? Yes. I know that you're a fast learner and I'm sure you want to go just take this out into the field and try to figure it out. But if your friends really need you, they need you at your best, not your soonest. I would agree with that. Let me take you to the flats. We'll find someone who can help you. Uh, do I know like how long she's talking? Like you don't know. On the plus, it's true. On the downside, I was told everyone is in danger right now. <laughs> She's like, I know you're working your way through this, but you've got to learn how to control this. Come with me to the flats. Yeah, I mean, it's like an, it's an offer that's like, like, Rumblestone can justify it. He needs that time and he needs he knows he needs to learn it. He can't just show up and be like, here's this thing I kind of know how to use, but not really. Mm-hmm. So she says, um, if you're going to take us anywhere, take us to Coaston. We have to travel to the flats. And he says, all right. Wait, how long does it take to get to the flats? Like I can From Coaston? Yeah. And she's like, don't worry about that. <laughs> I'll show you how to get there. Trust me. I mean, I just need to do it soon. I'm sorry. Well, then we'll hurry up. 
Are you going with her? Uh, yeah. You and Claiborne go find a place to rest nearby until the next day when the cubic gate is charged up. The nomad once again places his hand on your shoulder and he says, Thank you, you you have a friend with the nomads. And that's the first time you've heard him refer to more than one nomad. Thank you. I think hopefully this is a step towards you walking again in Stardust. We'll see. I'd just like to start making a profit first. I'd like to walk into a bank. <laughs> you need me. And he pulls out a card and gives it to you. Let me know. Thank you. You two take care. And he kind of pats you on the shoulders and double clicks. Sends you guy. He, he, he double cl- he, he clicks twice. You find yourself briefly on Obrimos. You find yourselves in the same city where you forged your brother. Mm. And for a brief second, you kind of take it all in and realize that's your home. And if you just said the word, you could stay here. You could even stay here with Claiborne if you wanted to. But you know that there's much more waiting for you outside of the dwarvish and gnomish city of Meltasir. So instead, you don't say anything. You allow the portal to open once more. You find yourselves in the beautiful coastline next to a beautiful lake. And you realize that uh, this isn't going to be just the training you need, but it also might be the time you need with Claiborne before you have to say goodbye once more. And the two of you start walking towards the beautiful city of Coaston on your way to travel to the flats and become a summoner. Thanks for listening to Strange Magic Part 4. Keep on the lookout for our special upcoming episode of World Talkers, where Brian, Wes, and I are going to get together and talk about strange magic, answer questions about the summoner class, and more. Music from the episode comes from Kevin McLeod, and you can find his work at Incompetech.com. The sound effects and additional music comes from Sirenscape, which you can find at Sirenscape.com. I got in an impasse with him because I just I couldn't end up agreeing with the. You didn't want to tell yeah. what you were doing with the stones. I mean, it's like yeah. I also can't say like I'm selling them to a nomad. Who I, don't I know, know we're gonna make a sweet dip of money off it. I mean, I'm not gonna make any money off of it. I'm no, gonna I take know, one know. and go save the world, and that's as far as I felt bad for your know. position. I knew who you were yeah. gonna talk to, and I was like, "There's no way he can justify this <laughs> in in these on these terms on these terms."